Guys, on today's podcast, Tom is talking to Russell Carla. Russell is one of the trainers down at Just Train. Uh, he's going to go over how he transformed from swimming to unlicensed boxing to what he did over the last 12 months, which was competing at world level uh, indoor rowing. Check it out. It's a great podcast. Within an abundant society, we have everything laid on a plate. We are the sickest and most miserable of any generation. It's a statistical fact. Mental health is on the rise. Our children are suffering. Well, I'm really looking forward to this Unstoppable Mindset podcast. I've got um, a good friend of mine who's a work colleague, um, also nowadays, but me and Russ, we go back to around 2008. Yes, 2007, 2008. 2007, was, yeah. 2008. I was running Just Train in Chelsea Lane. Um, I met Russell through um, a friend recommending somewhere for me to go and buy some protein shake. And um, obviously we got talking and, and sort of- Went hit, from there. Went from there, really. Yeah. Um, so the reason I'm excited about this today is because it gives me a chance to you know, get a really good understanding of, of currently where you are and obviously your journey up until this point. So I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hand it over to you now. And obviously the first question I wanna know, and I'm sure everyone, what, what have you always trained as sport, always been in your life? And have you always been as, as focused and serious as what you are now? Um, that's a yes and no. So I've always been um, at a sporting background. So going right back to when I was young, I started with swimming. Um, so I swam for a club at club level. Um, and that was probably up until about, I don't know, 13, 14, something like that. But the problem was I was very small when I was young. So there's, there's, you can only be so competitive to a degree with what you've got. And I was quite small. So although technically I was quite sound, I just wasn't big enough and strong enough to be to be really competitive. So that sort of thing disheartened me and I come away from that. Went to college, done whatever, and I was messing around like everyone does at college. And from there, I managed to get myself just a, uh, a job over at the leisure center, just doing some lifeguarding. So the way it went from there was Stain Swimming Club trained there and they wanted to start training early mornings and they needed someone to come down and open up the building and sit there while they all trained. So I said, look, I'll do it. And there was a few extra hours. I can't remember how exactly, but somehow I got roped into training with Stains. About, so I was about 18, maybe, I don't know, 19 years old, something like that. And it turned, obviously I'd filled out, grown and started training again. So they asked me, look, do you want to come and do some sessions? And it gradually progressed from there. So to cut long story short, there was a small club in, inter-club competition uh, that was that was going on, which they do yearly. They said, look, do you want to enter? So I entered a couple of things and won a couple, which well, I wasn't massively quick at the time, but I thought, all right, well, maybe let's, you know, I work there, I'm there all the time, let's give this a go. So I started training. And that was when I sort of tapped into that, that sort of super competitive um, part of me that I didn't really know that was there before then because it was like well hang on a minute I've been having a go at this started winning a couple let's train a little bit more would you say that was like an element of all of a sudden you you had some belief in yourself so, sort of like a first a first point of like self-belief where you thought yeah. actually I can do something yeah this. I can do something yeah, with this right. so I started training more then we went on to the like the, the the competitions against other clubs and I started doing all right there started winning those and then we went to the next level, which was like open meets around the country. And I was like, okay, well, I'm winning these as well now. And it was starting to get a little bit, little bit serious. But still, I wasn't the biggest, 
biggest biggest guy in the world. You know, you're going to swimming and against 16, 17 year olds. They're massive. They're massive. And I was coming up now to 20, and we went to a big competition, and I did really well. But there was something that I was like, that's my lot. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I've given everything I can to this. I've got to sort of got to get a proper job now and take life a little bit more seriously, which I didn't, but... Um, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I'd almost know I'd reached my limit with this. Could I get any faster? Yes, I could. But the ones that were younger than me, they would get extra fast. So I was never going to really progress from where I was. I was at a good level, but never going to be anything further than that mm. so then it was like right let's find someone else to do now and and did you what find someone else to yeah, do so well post, i did so basically what happened was the coach at the swimming club said look take a month off everybody everyone's trained hard they give us a month off and that was at the time when castle gym opened in windsor so i was like, all right well, let's give this a go let's try and beef up a bit got into met a load of new people that were a lot older um started training in the gym um Within a month, I'd gained a little bit of muscle. I was like starting to go, this is all right, let's give this a crack. Around a lot of bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. Right, all right, let's, well, let's give this a crack and we'll have a, we'll have a try at this. So mm -hmm. I thought that's something to throw myself into. But it was very obvious, very quickly, that genetically I just didn't have the, the, the build for that. So I knew then I'd be wasting my time to go into a competition for bodybuilding with crap genetics mm. in, a, in a competition that's someone's opinion whether I win or not. So I thought, well, I'm not going to slaughter my guts out for someone to go, no, sorry, mate, your waist is a bit wide, get off. Or your arms aren't big enough, or that just didn't interest me. So I then went more into the, the, the sort of lifting side of it. And then I thought, you know what, let's go boxing. And that was when that started then. And that, was that when we, so, so was no, that before? Right, so what happened was I met a guy in, in Castle Gym. Um, and he was a pro, ex-pro at the time, and said, look, can you start showing me, showing me what to do? I really enjoyed it, but he was, he couldn't commit to training me how I wanted to commit to training, if that makes sense. So it was a little bit frustrating because I wanted to train twice a day. I was there every time, he didn't. And then, so I did that for a little bit. Now we're going on into sort of later 20s now. And then I just went back to the lifting and then it was a few years later when you just walked into the yeah right to the shop and I was like look I really want to give this a go so I'm really intrigued actually because the, the 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 way that you explain yourself um you know but obviously looking into everything that I've looked into in the last um sort of 5 years your your attitude um and your like your mentality with this it's it has to be, I mean, I'm asking you, do you, would you agree? This is a mentality that, in fact, you've probably experienced this, so maybe we can, we can touch on this. It's a mentality that can be dangerous because you're someone... Yes, addictive. Yeah, you're someone that will throw yourself into something. Yeah. Um, and if you're not channeling, you've got that energy, and it's clear to see on a day-to-day -day basis that you're, you're, you, you know, you're full of energy, you're always upbeat. That's one thing I'll, I'll say about mm. you. I've, I've said it to people, that you're very, very consistent with your energy, but that's because you're, and you're constantly directing that energy into something, into something. Good, certainly trying to. So 
you know, is that I know that there's a period that, you know, we've talked about, and I, I hope you don't mind, obviously, us touching on it now, because I think it's quite important, where basically that, that energy did start to get deflected into other means. You know, you had a, you had a big, big spell of DJing, which was yeah. good, but then obviously that DJing came with a lifestyle. Yeah, it came with lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. and, and it was like, you know, and we so were drinking a lot. and yeah. But even with that, with the with the DJ and you know my for the for that God knows how many years it was now it was a long time but my passion was music so I'd throw myself into that music it's yeah. like when you even now when you look at the, the majority the majority of DJs that are playing now you know I mean anyone can mix music anyone can do it mm. and there's no sort of I mean the music's rubbish these days but that's another topic mm. altogether mm. but. So I threw myself into that. So I threw myself into that lifestyle properly for mm. for a good 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 few years. And did and did you at, and did you at ever any point um, did you at ever any point along that way uh, you know recognize your kind of your your certain that trait that you have which is like all or nothing mm. almost as a danger did you ever sort of in, in in at any point throughout that kind of lifestyle where it wasn't well, where it wasn't sport predominantly when it became sort of djing and and kind of that party and lifestyle did you ever did you ever go through points where i thought you know i'm a bit of a danger here i'm a bit of a menace this is probably too much or not no really? probably never too much but there was times when you would go you would go um <laughs> There was times when we go and we'd be drinking for the sake of it, mm, stuff like that. Mm, You'd be mm. staying out for the sake of it. Mm. You didn't didn't need to be doing that, but that was just part of being young and growing up as well. I mean, everyone's doing it. Yeah. I don't ever feel like I was not in control of that time. If yeah. that may, not yeah. not in control. Yeah. I mean, the whole um, focusing my energy into say winning now comes from that very first period when I was swimming when I was young because all I remember was I wasn't big enough to win. Mm. I could never beat these guys in this club. I could never beat them. And I'd always come away with in these, you know, when I was, we're talking early teens, 12, 13, whatever it was, certificates and medals going off, third place, fourth place, great. I mean, who wants that? Mm. I, I, I don't. Mm. And when I come to the second stint at the swimming was where I'm starting to beat people. I always had this part of my life in my mind. It's like, I want to win now. I've had enough of being third and fourth and no, I'm not interested in that. I want to win or that's not good enough. That's it. Well, I mean, that's amazing. I think that brings us then really to the last kind of year and, and mm. a bit that you've had. So, uh, I mean, I, I understand in already now more. Can I just say one yeah, thing on, there? Go on, go on. With the whole thing where I want to win or that's not good enough, it's not that... I, I also know how to lose. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to walk away and throw my toys out the plan going, I've lost, yeah. you know, I'm a good loser. Mm. But ultimately everybody wants to win, mm. right? I don't go into a competition to come. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's a great mentality. I mean, that's one of the, that's one of the debates nowadays, um, you know, in this whole kind of attitude of, of, you know, everyone's getting praised whether they're, you know, we're first place or last place. You know, is that good? Is it wrong to try and breed that mentality? Um, and certainly, obviously, if we just go from experience, I know, obviously, I'm sitting here in front of you, and and it's obviously what drives you on a day-to-day -day mm. basis. And and certainly in the current climate of, of kind of, you know, m mindsets that are easily broken. You know, situations where you're seeing pe you're you're seeing a situation like the current situation we're in. Um, 
it's the same situation, but you're seeing different reactions from mm. many, many different people. And certainly the ones that, you know, the less stable, they're buckling very, very quickly. Yeah. Now, you're, you're obviously doing something, you, you know, you, you've, you've, you've cultivated, not, not necessarily consciously, not by decision, but you've consciously uh, just bred into yourself a mindset of like winning and pushing mm. yourself and, f and, and, and going with your strengths. Yeah. Um, so, you know, bringing you forward to, if you don't mind me asking, uh, how, how old are you now? So I'm 44 this year. Right, right. so, so let, let's really understand what, what we've got here. We've, we've got a man who's, that's 44 and still is not willing to say e -e enough is enough. I've got to like turn it in. I've got to, you know, hang up the gloves, you know, hang up the shoes, whatever it is. And he's looking for, he's looking for something else. Now, you know, this is such a fitting mindset podcast because 100% I will vouch for this. In terms of not allowing things to get in your way, mm. Russell doesn't allow things to get in his way. What his reason, you know, if I, what his reasons are for that, I don't know. And, and this is what I'm going to hopefully get him to explain. But he is relentless. He's had two illnesses um, in the last, say, 14 months or so. Yeah. Right. Bad ones. So let's take it back this this has not stopped him achieving massive amount on a certain machine and Russell I'll leave the rest well, to you from the whole beginning please right but well, the whole the, the whole <laughs> rowing thing started from like you were saying about the illnesses so what happened was when I came to your place and we were going to start boxing right uh, yeah well we started boxing that's it so we went to do some we went up to a gym in London I think it was to do some sparring and I went over on and cruciate ligament snapped in my knee and that was the first serious injury that I'd ever had. So I had to have an operation on that. So that I think was like a 10 month. That's right. Was I it 10, that. was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah when, the, when we had to carry me out of the room. Yeah, 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 I remember. Um, so that was like a, I can't remember, six or eight, 10 month recovery back to full fitness. All right, let's start again. So start training again. We had that fight at the, God, Aldershot, wasn't it? That yeah. was the first one. That was yeah. the first one we done. And then Let, let's just touch on that <laughs> because actually yeah this this is this, this is going to lead up to this last year perfectly the, again injury no he never missed a session i trained him for these fights i just want to say he never missed a session he, he we had this fight and you were meant to be fighting a certain guy yeah right and not mentioning the team but we was getting a bit we was getting a bit unnerved because it was at last minute wasn't it they, they changed it to twice or something like that. It was something but like that. But the last opponent they swapped it for, apparently on paper, was inexperienced. Apparently. Right. So yeah. so then a first fight, you go into the ring with supposedly an unexperienced fighter. I mean, I felt like I felt like at times there were six people here. Yeah, yeah, tell them about the fight. Well, right? I mean, it was one of those things where I didn't really... As, you, as prepared as I was physically... You know, you don't know what, what's going to happen and for the first time it like anything until you get in there, right? So I thought, right, listen, I'm, I can hit him. I'm going to crack him and he's gone. That's the end of it, right? So we've gone out there, crack, and he just sort of went, whoa, like that. And it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it was like, now we are in the shit. And, it, and that's how it went for the, for the duration. It was like, you know, I, I felt like I got hit with a car. It, it, or, or the ref was hitting me. I felt like everyone was at one point. It was a great thing to watch this man do this after all the hours he put in. And he gave a great account of himself, uh, a very bloodied sore nose at the end of it, if I remember right. I had, a sore, I had a sore face for about a month, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after this, 
you could walk away from that first fight, put him with someone that was, um, and he later on told you, didn't he? He said that I can't remember whether it, yeah. I, I, a couple of people had, had said to me, but you know, it was clear. It was clear to see. It wasn't a novice that you were in in with anyway. But anyway, did it put you off? No. No. So it was like, right, let's do it again. So what next? So right, so we started training again, and I can't remember where. I can't remember what happened, but at some point in this next next part, my other knee, the, not the knee that I'd had the operation on, the other one did exactly the same thing. Was sparring in the gym, bang, my knee went, the opposite one, cruciate lig ligament snapped. And had the operation, come back from that, started training again. And that, because I couldn't do the running, that was the very first time where I'd been, right, throw me on the rowing machines all those years ago. And I can't remember what we were doing. You said, try 2000 meters or something one day. I mean, Christ, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. And that was probably about 10 years ago. I think we used to do them on Thursday mornings. And I can mm. remember every Wednesday night thinking, oh God, not that again, not that again. But that was when the rowing started because I couldn't run. So that was when that started. But I wasn't doing any proper rowing. I was just getting on there, and, you know, pulling the chain, see what mm. happens. So the next fight come up and, um, yeah, we we went again and this I mean this journey for you like we, this could have ended at any one point. Yeah, it could have, it yeah. could have ended after that first yeah. fight. It could have ended after the fourth fight. We know that obviously the, one of the last ones you got in where you were put down. Uh, the last, the very last fight that I ever that I ever had, yeah, I got knocked out in the last fight. And, and and so all of this along the way, you've got two cruciate ligament snaps. You've got you've, you know you've got tough tough galling fights. You know I'd seen you in there, but obviously we had some great wins as well, yeah. like a 17 second knockout, which yeah. was one of the best nights <laughs> of my life watching that. That was brilliant. Um, it was it just happened to be a, a fug life opponent with tattoo teardrops coming yeah. down his eyes, but it was just 17 17 seconds quick disposal. Quick disposal, yeah. It was almost like God, get me another one. Is that it? Mm. You know I trained so hard, and there was that. And the problem is with those sort of fights is you knock someone out really quick. You've got half this lot going, yeah, but did you see the other guy? And mm. you're sort of going, yeah, and I trained so hard. I wanted something a little bit more. Mm. It was almost like, right, let's, uh, let's go again. Mm. And, and, and then we did. We went again. So still here, mm. all of this, uh, the boxing, again, that comes to an end. And you, yeah. just, you decide it comes to an end. So instead of then kind of reining it in, can I just say that that, that, that that it was coming to an end, whether not for the fact that I got knocked out in that last fight, it was coming to an end whether I win, draw, lose. Mm. And, you know, after that, you know, I promised my mum before she died that I wouldn't box again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I could never do it again. Mm. Couldn't do it again. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. And it's a promise you've upheld. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. In terms of causing yourself and inflicting pain on yourself, though, that didn't end, right? No, of course not. So what's been going on? So what's been going on this past fourteen months? Right. So the last fourteen months was um, obviously since the boxing stopped. I've been training. I'd still been training. I still train like um, you know half sensibly. And the first little challenge I had was a couple of years ago. Now I think uh, there's a fitness photographer, Matt Marsh, friend of mine, and we got chatting, and he said, "Oh, I found this picture of you that we did when you was boxing years ago." And I said, it's funny you should say that. I said, because I found the shorts at my mum's and we sort of come up with this stupid idea that we would recreate this picture that he'd done for the poster X amount of years on. So I was like, all right. But I was in a completely untrained, even I was doing a lot of watt biking. It didn't look like I trained, you know, it was. So I had 12 weeks to um, basically get myself ready for this 
I don't want to say photo shoot. It sounds a bit. <laughs> sounds a bit crap. It was a photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a photo yeah, shoot. It was. <laughs> it was a look at me photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> but the, so the challenge was to go from completely looking untrained yep. in the December. Yeah, and I see to, that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember whatever 12 weeks are and I remember going right it starts today and that day that it started for me was Boxing Day and I went to the gym on Boxing Day and trained like I was training for the Mr Olympia yeah mm. yeah and that was it mm. so got up Boxing Day morning down to the gym and started training that was my first day for this for this particular uh, Th that, that was an amazing to get as shredded as possible yeah, for yeah that. that was an amazing transformation and obviously one of the things that have, people have asked you I know a lot of people have asked you and because they know obviously the the integral part is the food right yeah um so i know the sacrifices you yeah. make that, that that's one of my biggest things that amazes me about you is that it, once you've set yourself that kind of uh food challenge to get yourself yeah. into that shape which is very tough you follow it through so just what 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 was that food regime and how hard was that to follow do you know what the thing is with, with me is either it switches on and i'm one of the best eaters that or the, the 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 strictest eat is going or i'm one of the worst mm -hmm. and but when i'm one of the worst i still get the nutrition in but it's what goes in around it mm -hmm. i mean you know it's quite laughable that you see some of the things that i'll be eating during the day but i will always eat mm. decent meals mm. around it so when i did that god i can't remember the um diet exactly now i did for that but it was a lot like turkey broccoli rice it was just the same thing over and over again and you know a lot of people sort of uh rubbish that now laugh you don't have to do that but i didn't see no one else there was a couple of couple of people around at the time that were getting in in shape for a bodybuilding show well they were clearly doing something that wasn't quite as effective as as what i was obviously mm. um you know there were times during that 12 weeks where i was nearly in tears where it was hard of course mm. it was hard mm. you know all i just wanted to dive into a, a box of chocolates but mm. it's just like right now that's the bit where it starts getting good mm. for me mm. what meant well mm, you, yeah because it's like right come on now let's go right 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 yeah. so I, I was just going to ask that question you say uh, uh, do you thrive do you thrive on on the, on the mental challenge of everything in, in, in everything you do there's there's a massive element I don't know if you know you, knowingly you know you know it or not, but there's a there's a massive mental element getting yourself doing it, sticking to a regime. Do you yeah. thrive off that? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because you feel you do you feel do you feel that you're that you could be broken and you're kind of like stubborn, you refuse to be broken. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I could could be broken. It's even like with the you know coming up to date with the rowing. You know, I like training at my certain little times. If you said to me now, finish this podcast, jump on the row, I'd probably go. Well, mm. it's not my time. So I, would, a, I would do it, but it would. I would prefer to do it at my right. So there's yeah. a there's a like there's a, a routine, an habitual routine. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. So, you, so you've a, formed habit. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I'm a, yeah, I'm a creature of habit. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. That's that's a quite an interesting point. Yeah. So, so okay, brilliant. So after this amazing. So after that. Yeah. God, after that, again, I just went back and I was training away, but training for fun, and as you know as good good as that is it's like i felt like i just needed to do something and i was scrolling through instagram and i see these people hitting the bags and i thought oh, god you know maybe maybe and um put the gloves on started hitting the bag a bit and my shoulder in the last fight i did damage my shoulder as well and that's not an excuse as to why and if i hurt it before that but you know and i still get trouble with that a little bit now when I put the gloves on and start trying hitting the bag, I can't throw a hook properly. 
and I wasn't the best at throwing hooks on a good day, but so I definitely couldn't do it. And I just thought, you know what? I thought about just one more go and I, just to train for something because I felt like I was just plodding along, really. And I was like, I can't do that. I, I promised um, I promised my mum I wouldn't do it. And deep down, I knew. I just knew that it wasn't, it, it wasn't there for that anymore. You know, my body just wouldn't do that. So, and that was quickly... Uh, quickly put aside really and then that's when you discovered the worst machine never yeah basically <laughs> but I mean we'd already discovered that a few years yeah, before no, but not in a serious yeah, yeah, way yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it's Christmas right Christmas, Christmas 2019 year. 2019 Christmas 19 yeah, yeah. Um, uh, don't you mean 2018 weren't it 18 yeah yeah it was 2000 well Christmas New Year to it's always one, isn't it? Christmas, yeah, 2018, 19. Right, yeah, 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 of course, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. Um, <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's quick results. I was like, oh, I think they do competitions on these or something like that. And I looked at the times and I was going, I remember years and years and years ago, I think it was in the Chelsea gym or, and I'd pulled a 628 on a 2K, which apparently was quite good. Mm. And I was like, I don't know, just, I mean, it, nearly killed me do you know what I mean mm -hmm. at the time I was just punching the bag I didn't used to do anything on there 628 and again I think with that I didn't know how painful that was going to be so I had no mental barrier going in it was just pull that chain as hard as you can until that 2000 meters hit zero right it's only then after when you're going I'm not so sure I want a bit of that again and I didn't do another 2k until recently so before I did that one in your gym, when the fastest one, when we would end up on the floor for God knows how long, vomiting and stuff, you know, that hardest one I ever done, that, yeah, that was... Can you explain that there, Russ, actually? Because I think that's, that's, a, well, that's a good thing to, yeah. for people to understand is, is that you, you experienced like a severe amount of pain in that yeah. 2000. Yeah. And then that, and then that's, that just kind of like affected you a little bit mentally in yeah. terms of you know right. avoiding it and, and, and going back to the boxing with the very first, what I was saying about you you can't prepare something for something you've never done right going into that ring for the first time I didn't know how hard he was going to hit me so mm. how could I worry about how hard I was going to get hit because I didn't know it actually affected me more on the next few fights the nerves and the uh, and everything and the build-ups to the next few fights because I knew what was coming mm. so mentally I was starting to go God, you know, I'd never been hit with a hard jab straight square on the nose before. So how did I know how, how that was going to hurt? You know, we'd sparred it, all right, it wasn't hard. So, but it was completely different to when you've got someone literally trying to take your head off, mm. you know, and that's a learn on the job. Your, that was your, your first real taste of like sports psychology without yeah, anyone teaching yeah. you sports without psychology. Teaching that's me, what it is. Yeah, yeah, because I couldn't be nervous about something that I'd never done. And it was the same on that. Pull a 2K as hard as you can go flat out. Cool, all right, no worries, only a row machine. Right, okay, now afterwards, and you're fighting for your breath and this, that, and the other, and you're going, oh God, that's, that's different level, yeah. Mm. Different level. So despite all of that, this year, or in the last sort of 14 months now, you've achieved some great things. I mean... Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, I set out to do the, the competition. There was the first competition that I went to go and do in Manchester where actually I trained. I didn't know what I was doing training-wise. I just jumped on there, done some 200-metre sprints and 100-metre sprints and a few other bits and pieces. Right, let's go and do this. Oh, I can't remember what it was called now. English Indoor Rowing Championships or something. Mm-hmm. 
and I was taken, that was two, the, two of the illnesses you were on about. I was taken ill the night before, during the night, and I went to the competition to try and warm up and physically couldn't, but it was just impossible. Um, and then that was the first of the bout of the, the serious illness that I had mm. last year, yeah. So came home from there. Um, as soon as I was better, I was like, right, let's start training again now. Mm. Which was immediate. I mean, this uh, yeah, is the so, thing yeah, with you. Probably this too is, soon. This probably is the, too soon. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. But that's yeah. the thing with you. You're not. There's, there's, you know, there's. Um, as soon as you feel the slightest bit of improvement, you're kind of straight away moving again. Which, yeah. Which again is quite, you know, it's impressive to see. But and stupidity. So, but assessed, some, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Maybe I wouldn't say that. But it's. It again. It's that mentality that's just now cultivated, yeah. isn't it? You've but just, I'm starting to learn from that now. Mm. Going into this year. I'm starting starting to learn from things like that. Yeah, good. I mean, yeah, I, as soon as I was able to, I jumped back on. Still no real um, structure, just 100 meter, 200 meter sprints. Mm. And I needed to do something to to put this one right that I was ill for. So I saw this little CrossFit rowing competition. It was in Manchester again. Three events within an hour. So I was like, all right, well, what are they? So looked at the events it was like right we do that one that one that one and I just kept training so now I had knew what I was going to race and I had some sort of structure to what so I just kept doing these events basically over and over again for four weeks I think it was mm. turned up on the day and went from yeah just went from there really and that was the first one I think I come third in that one that was the first one mm. um, again really pretty inexperienced and when I look back at the times that I was pulling now it was like but Everyone's got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. You know, on the day, I was beaten by two guys that were, were, were clearly better than me on, on that day, mm. you know, and it was like, right, I don't want to go back to this third place like I'd had from the swimming 20-odd years ago. Well, I'm sorry, 30 you, years ago. What, what were the size of the two guys? That, no, they um, was, one guy was smaller than me, one guy was bigger. Oh, ah, right. But so that, was, was the, it, that was just inexperience on, right, the, right. on, the, on, the rowing, on the on the rowing part. I didn't know what I was doing training-wise. Um, but the third place thing, as chuffed as I was, it was oh, third place, yeah. But 30 years ago when I was doing the swimming and I, the thirds and the fourth, it was like, no, I'm not, I'm not in for that. Uh, I'm not in for that. So then it was straight back on. And it was like, right, now let's find something to, to do. And the next competition was, I can't remember. There was one up in Coventry way, I think it was. Very, very, something very small and local. And uh, yeah, I went and done that one. So now, and what happened in between that, I was chatting to a guy online who was the captain of a indoor rowing, indoor rowing team. And he said, look, would you be interested in signing up to our, our team? And you can have access to it. and he was to be fair he um i compete in the same class as him but he goes out of his way to help me and without him you know on on those early days and still now you know i, I wouldn't i wouldn't be getting as fast as what i would because he does help me massively mm. you know and um yeah that's it and then it then it went from there where i had st structure yeah from that point on and then, and then, so coming into coming into the close of last year, which which is the end of like a, an epic journey, really. That's obviously still going to continue. But let's just yeah. say, from that very first swim, all of those fights, every single thing you'd learn, overcoming injury, all the persistent, took you to one of the most incredible 
finishes to a year that anyone could hope for to participating in sport at an amateur level, let's say, right? In a way, right? But completely not. Your, your, your stats and your positioning at the end has got nothing, no amateur, it's got no amateur about it. So you finished where, Russell? So I went to, so the last three, so I went to the Welsh National Open indoor rowing competition, right? And I saw the competitors list, I was like, oh God. So I'd sort of said to, to a couple of people that, you know, top 10, we'll be happy with top 10, right? Of course we will, top 10 in a, in a... Turned up to the competition and there was all team buses, so-and-so rowing club, they all had tracksuits on and this, that and the other and I'm there with me Tesco's carrier bag and me bag of sweets. <laughs> and um, it was like, right, okay. And I just felt good on that day. I just felt good on that day. And um, I won that one. And that was when I was like, right, now now it's on. And what distance was that? 2K. Yeah, yeah. 2K. Yeah. So I won that one. Um, and then three weeks later, it was the, uh, yeah, the British, at the Velodrome in London, British Indoor Rowing Championships, yeah. And um, so I went there. So again, I was thinking, oh God, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? And I came ninth in that, I think. Ninth. Yeah, ninth in that. So I'd already said to some couple of someone, couple of people, yeah, top ten, I'd be well chuffed with that, or top fifteen, I think I'd give myself. And, and again, just for, to, to to confirm, that's ninth in out of that was the youth, that was in the youth. So the Welsh, yeah, that was one. Anyone could enter that one. So I won that one. The British indoor row, and that was a combination of literally yeah. the whole of anyone could do that. And I mean, there's some and there's big, some serious levels. There's some serious, serious levels. Big there. Yeah, some around, big yeah. guys, yeah. Mm. And it comes back to that thing again with the swimming the second time round. You, you know, at this sort of higher level sport, these guys are massive mm. and you can't compete with, to a degree, the ones that have got the strength, the size, the commitment mm. and the, the natural, um, what's the word? Natural ability. Uh, natural ability, yeah. 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 Genetics, you know, yeah. Gen genetic. And when they put it all into one pot and you come up with some of these big guys, that's when you realise, yeah, these, mm. you know, training hard just doesn't, it's not that alone that wins you windy stuff it's just you've got to have that combination of of everything mm. i think it's an absolutely amazing story that actually if, if you had to if you had to say what would be the one you know for, for anyone listening it, what would be the number one if we could bottle up something that you've got if we could bottle up something that you've got um because quite clearly in terms of success and achieving great things in something yeah what would be the one key thing that you say is is one of the best attributes you've got to, that you you've got to find some something that you um that you love doing mm. and if you feel like you're for see i never feel like i'm forcing myself to be here at five o'clock in the morning six o'clock in the morning mm. you know there's days when you come to work and i'm already in here just sweating away on the rowing machine but yeah. i've been here for you know i don't want to pat on the back for getting up at 5 30 in the morning for for coming and doing that because i love doing it yeah do you know what i mean so yeah, that's it's not, not it's not it's, that's not a real no. effort for you and it would be no different to say like if you said to me um that so and so's got a horse that they have to go and clear out every morning at 5 30 in the morning every day well it'd be fun for one day for me but i wouldn't want to go and do it every day yeah but they obviously love doing that and that's their passion so good luck to them but yeah. this is something that i love doing so if you don't love what you're doing i think you're in trouble right from the from the off, as far as taking it to an extreme level, yeah. Mm. I think so. 
Well, Russ, I want to say personally, I think it's phenomenal what you've done in the last, in the last, well, since I've known you, to be fair. I think the rowing for me has been one of your greatest achievements without a doubt. I know I've, I've seen some of the pictures of the monsters you've been up against. Well, um, the, last, the last competition I did was the World Championships in Paris, and that was when you realised, my God, these guys are big. Mm. You know, even the juniors are massive. Mm. I mean, Christ, even the women are massive. Mm. You know, they're athletes, and you don't probably get to see that when you're watching the Olympics and stuff like that on the TV. Mm. I don't think you can get a real grasp of just how big these people are. Mm. I mean, they're huge. Mm. I think in the 2K race, I was like probably one of the smallest in it. Mm. That's fair Total respect And for again, I went to there and it was like I'd given myself in my head, I was thinking, I'll be chuffed with top 20. Mm. The World Championships out of 127 and I come 12. Um, so I was over the moon with that. And at points during that race, that was I did start to mentally break down a little bit during that because you're not racing for first place when you're up against these guys. You know that before you even start. And if you think you are, then you're deluded. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know what times these guys can pull and you know what you can do. So realistically, you're racing a pack around you rather than, and that's quite hard to get into your... Mm to get into your head and deal with. I'm not racing for first place. Was that one of the hardest things that you felt you'd come up against so far mentally where yeah. in, that, in that kind of environment where you're, when you're, it's elite at the, at the, yeah. the one, you know, top, top position to, to fit for the top 10 yeah. is so, a serious So when I went to, to Wales, like, I don't know, you know, for the people that don't know, when you're on the rowing machine, the screens are slightly different. It shows where you are, how far the person is behind you, then that. So when I went to Wales and won, I think I took the lead quite early on. So my mentality was, right, you won't catch me now. You will not catch me. That's it. It's, as soon as we went through halfway, it's done, right? The British finals and the, the, the world championships in Paris, you're seeing yourself scoot around from 20th to 17th, 18th, 15th. So you're like, well, how hard do you want to push to come 15th or something or whatever it was? And then it was only in the last sort of 750 meters i was like right i'm going for this and i come up at 12. but you can the, the see on the there was a graph thing they printed out and you can see where actually mentally i'd switched off mm. around the sort of 800 meters in mark i'd switched off because it was like well and then through halfway right let's go mm. interesting so it, that that's something that i'd need to to work on yeah going forward. and i remember with the swimming the second time round when i was winning um it was like, right, I'm winning. You're not going to catch me now. But if I felt like I was ever behind, that was all. I remember it now. It was always something that I've struggled with coming from behind to win. Mm. Struggled with that a little bit. Mm. Game changer when someone's right on your heels. And yeah. When you, yeah. When yeah. you realise your place can Yeah. Can so, so if I'm drop. in front and you're on my heels, you won't catch me. If I'm on yours, there's a... Right, don't, right. Te don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's maybe something that we can talk about uh, maybe towards the end of this mm. year again and see, because I know that that's something that you're going to be working on definitely. Mm. Um, I think, uh, you know, for, anyone, for, for those that are listening, if, if you understand with the reason I wanted to have Ross up here is that I think this is a journey of, of solid, solid perseverance mm. and never allowing yourself to stop being challenged. And at, at the age of 44, to, to, to finish where you finished last year is a massive achievement. And it just proves, you know, that, that any, the, the, the unstoppable tagline, anything is possible. Mm. It's absolutely true. Yeah. With, with perseverance, yeah. hard work, dedication, you're limitless. You're limitless in, in, in what you can achieve to a yeah. certain degree. And it'll be once, you know, 
touch wood it doesn't but once if for whatever reason my body breaks down I can't do this again then we find something else to do you're looking at the future best bowls player or goal, yeah or I'll be down the golf range you know seeing how far I can hit something there'll be something like that yeah wicked yeah but all right wicked well I yeah. want to say thank you for this today Russ it's been no a great, great no chat worries. Enjoyed and, um, it. I'm looking forward to this year seeing what we'll you see can what do I can, yeah. all right, nice one top man nice one mate